You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone. I am so excited because I have Brandon Neely on the line. Now, Brandon's here to talk about a topic which I honestly want to learn more about. Uh, And also, you know, I have some friends and stuff that do it, but I never quite understood it. And that is infinite banking. So thank you so much, Brandon, for coming on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me, Tiffany. I'm excited to share about this amazing concept. Yes. So first and foremost, let's just start at the bare basics. What is infinite banking? Like, what does it mean? Like, you know, I've heard it being thrown around as like a buzzword, but what exactly is infinite banking? Yeah, this is where a lot of people, I I think they get it wrong. They think that it's, um, they've listened to Dave Ramsey and they say, oh, it's horrible. It's a scam. It's evil. And really what it is, and you want to find the right person to design the right policy. It is a high cash value, whole life insurance policy that is worth a mutually owned company, non-direct recognition company that pays dividends and has paid dividends for over a hundred years, right? And what it really is, is as I think about infinite banking, it's building my line of credit through my life insurance policy, kind of, kind of like a HELOC, and I'm able to access that at a low interest rate uh, deal, right? And so it's really a really amazing and efficient way to have your emergency funds and medium term expenses, right? So those kind of things is really what it is at its heart. Uh, and a lot of people get all of, it's, is it an investment? I'm like, it's not an investment. It's a savings vehicle. It's just a really efficient way to save and leverage as you're going through life. So, okay, let me just make sure I have it correctly. So it is a whole life insurance policy where you are pretty much borrowing against it um, in order to kind of create, you know, cash flow. So like savings or um, if you need to buy something or what have you, you're just borrowing against that life insurance policy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. And then, um, you know, I know with typical whole whole life insurance policies, um, and I I noticed that you mentioned it was a high um, cash value, uh, high cash value, high cash value. You know, typically when you look at life insurance, whole life insurance policies, it's like you'll pay on it for like three, three, four years, and it's only like a like $100. So how do you, what's the difference between, or how do you know if your life insurance policy is the one that you're talking about versus just the one that is just, a, you know, you, well, don't, you barely get any. Well, I think first is you want to work with people like me who are specialists in it, right? Because it's kind of like uh, different term insurance, different, I don't know, uh, ETFs and different things like that. You want to find somebody like like a business owner who really understands and knows the concept. Because really, the reason that a lot of agents don't do this is because we get paid on the base premium, right? And so it isn't. And I even talked to my massage therapist uh, at one point, and he's like, "Well, this is what it does," and I'm like, uh, "You're wrong." Uh, and he 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 never fully. F- 
went through the process with me. And he's like, this is what I thought it was and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you're just watching YouTube videos. That's not right. Uh, I know because I've done it in different ways. So what I think about is uh, as a as an agent, I take a big commission cut because I get I get paid on the base commission, not the paid up additions, which is the writer with the cash value, right? So a lot of people don't really talk about this because uh, there's not as much money in it, right? Um, and and frankly, that's that's why there's not a lot of people in there, and and why Wall Street wins over us, right? Because you know who's really getting into finance to to be an activist except for crazy people like me. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, okay. If we're, okay, let's say for instance, we get the concept, what can we use these funds for? Like, are there any drawbacks or what have you used it for in the course of, you know, how you've been using it? Yeah. So I will tell you in my old business, I used to own a coffee shop. My biggest investment and my biggest risk was me. Right. And so we were saving, we put $400 a month each into this policy, into two policies. And we used it to take care of high interest debt. Right. Because what I tell people is it's all one wallet. You could make a great rate of return over here, but your credit cards are 25% over here. Uh, it's all one wallet. Right. So I want to think holistically. And that's where when I work with my clients, I'm like, hey, I want to ask all kinds of things. It's not just a life insurance policy, it's how you use it, right? So I've used my policy to take care of high interest debt. Then I, what it, they say is uh, you're banking on yourself, right? I pay myself back instead of the banks, right? Kind of like a, um, instead of a uh, HELOC or, a, you know, you take the equity of your house and the house is the collateral, I, I'm the house. And so I take a loan against myself, right? I'm the house and I'm using it for the stuff of life. I've used it for uh, taking care of that. I, I had an emergency in my coffee shop that literally a flood happened. Uh, it sucked. I don't recommend having those kind of things happen, but it happened uh, and I needed access to cash real fast to overcome that obstacle. Uh, was able to sell the business versus close the business key indicator because of access to capital on a quick, without having to go to a bank or things like that. I used it for 20% down on my house and I paid it back, right? Um, I self escrow, right? So everything is savings. I'm always thinking through future expenses and uh, I use my policy to pay my taxes, right? As I think through taxes. And then I used my policy most recently to buy an office condo. So I'm a business owner. Uh, I own these policies, right? Personally, I uh, bought the building personally uh, with part of my um, cash value in my policies. My business is now paying me rent, right? And uh, I now have two property or two assets happening, right? And it's also great for um, taxes because now I'm a, a real estate investor, right? Uh, and so I'm thinking strategically, holistically, but my cash value, 
uh, is at a low interest rate. At 5% simple interest, I can clearly in this environment right now, I don't know what will happen in the future here as we are recording, right? But I know we're in a high interest rate environment. 5% simple interest is really good right now. Uh, yes, that and, is excellent. <laughs> right. But I've been thinking about it long range uh, and access to capital is really what it's about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I heard you say that um, for the policy that you have now, two of you all put in $400 a piece. So that's about $800 a month. Are these policies generally very expensive or um, can someone get one, you know, yeah. within their budget if they don't have much? Yeah, I think that that's uh, subjective on what's expensive, right? Uh, because when I started the uh, $400 a month policy, uh, that was a lot of money for me, right? And we want to, that's why doing the full financial analysis is so important. But uh, now I'm in a different tax bracket, you know, and I think about, you know, Jeff Bezos. Uh, he might think what is expensive is very different than what I think is expensive, right? Uh, and so I have another policy that's uh, quite larger, you know, because I, I run a uh, financial firm. And so my my uh, ceiling is $50,000. Never would have thought eight years ago that I would be doing that amount, right? And now I'm like, oh, that's not that bad, right? And so it's all like doing what works for you and knowing that we're kind of building into it, right? And so I have actually between the family seven policies that we have. I'm a caretaker of my mother-in-law. And so she has a policy on her that we use uh, if we need to. uh, And we call it in case mom gets sick fund uh, for the cash value. And we're going to have that death benefit and long-term care associated with it. And then she's buying a policy uh, for my son, who's four. And she's, it's called his adulting fund. And so she's paying for that. I'm not paying for it, which is amazing. Uh, And it's a great legacy that she's creating. And I'm thinking three generations. I'm thinking about personal for me and and my wife and business. And so as we think through this, it's just um, using the policy is just a, a really amazing savings account because things are flowing. Money is always flowing through us and our need for finance is way more important than even our death benefit. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, is there anything that you can't purchase with these policies or with the money you get from the policies? Yeah. So that's the cool thing. As you're using the cash value, no one's going to come as you're saving, right? Because I'm thinking again, long range and I am saving for things. No one's going to come and say, oh, well, you can't use it for this or, or the banks may tell you what you can and cannot do. You make a policy loan from the policy, it doesn't matter. You can go to Vegas. I might tell you as a uh, friend and as an advisor, hey, maybe that's not a good idea to go to Vegas and go use all your cash value to go hopefully win. Probably not a good idea. You could do it. No one's going to tell you not to, but then you're going to have a loan that you need to pay back. So uh, what I like to think about is, use and think it holistically. And as a business owner, 
I know how marketing works. As you know, the 80-20 rule and those kind of things, access to capital in something that you know is going to be a bigger rate of return than, I don't know, Tesla stock or something like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then also I'm just thinking through questions that I have. Um, And so let's say, for instance, if your policy, if you can't afford to pay it anymore, then what happens? Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways that you can think through it. So uh, there there's different options, right? So you might what they call reduce pay up, right? You you've done it for several years uh, and you reduce pay up. That means it's you're not making premium payments anymore. It'll stop the growth of it. It won't grow as as fast. Um, so sometimes I, I uh, will say that's what we need to do. You can lower the policy's premium amount. So if and, and I tell people like this, um, it's it's kind of like a house, right? And let's say you're experiencing a hurricane. Well, what we need to do a loss of a job. We'll lower it down. And you'll go into the basement. Hopefully, you don't stay in the basement forever. That sucks to be in the basement, you know, uh, and that that kind of thing, right? But things happen. Life happens, right? And so then you have access to cash, the emergency fund that you can still use to either pay the premium or, you know, pay for groceries, right? Now, if you stop altogether, right, and you're not budgeting, and you're you're not you know, eventually not, not getting a job, right. Or something. Well, eventually things just break down. Right. So there's, there's levers we can push to go down to the basement and ways to get up to the penthouse of the policy. Right. And so I like to be in the penthouse, but I don't know about you, but business is not always up and to the right, you know, things happen. And so I like to have that flexibility in case that's why you want to have a, a person who understands how the policies work and understands how business works, you know, because again, owning a coffee shop, shoot, I, I definitely don't recommend, or if you like it, go for it. But, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a hard business. Yes. Yes. I can imagine. Um, okay. So I just wanted to make sure that people understood that there were options, you know, if it becomes a time where you can't afford the policy anymore, there are options to kind of, you know, keep it, but, you know, adjust different things. So that's good. And then also, um, I wanted to ask, since this is your life insurance, if you were to pass away, then what happens? Yeah. So that's the cool thing, right? So it's a lot as I'm accessing my policy, right? So here's the cool thing. My policy loan value, and I, I use it a lot. You know, I use YNAB for budgeting and I budget for my cash value. I think about, you know, I just had an emergency a flood, you know, or not a flood, but a, a plumbing issue in my house. I can access the policy real quick if I need to. Not that I need needed to at this point, but uh, if something happened and I took loans out, which I do have, you know, I, I just bought a office condo, right? Um, so if I were to die, what they would do is just subtract that loan amount that I, that I took from the death benefit. So instead of my wife getting $2.1 million, she gets $2 million in the death benefit and the cash value or not the cash value, the loan outstanding is is subtracted. So then my wife doesn't have to pay the mortgage on that because it's done, right? And she got $2 million tax-free, right? 
uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, in my case. And and some people will be like, yeah, but you're borrowing the insurance company's money. I'm like, if you're borrowing it from a bank, what's the difference? Right. It's it, there's, I don't understand why that arguments, but um, it, it'll be just subtracted. And uh, my wife is now set for life. Uh, unfortunately, I have to die for that, but you know, <laughs> But yeah, um, so I completely get it now. And hopefully the audience does as well. And just to recap, this is just another way you can use your finances. I have friends um, that buy hotels this way. Uh, So they'll pool their money with some other people that are doing infinite banking and then um, they'll buy hotels and, you know, all types of stuff. And so there's definitely um, quite a few people that do this. And thank you so much for educating us on this. And actually, just personally speaking, this is what happened with my grandma. She just passed away recently. Um, so I knew the answer to the last question, but I just wanted you know the audience to understand. And um, she had loans out on a couple of her policies. Uh, and so all they did was subtract the loans and then we were able to get the rest. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely a thing. So thank you so much, Brandon, for coming on the show today. Um, if people were interested in finding out more about the infinite banking concept, or just learning more about you, where could they find you? Yeah, you can find me pretty much everywhere. We have our own uh, podcast and YouTube channel. If you go to Wealth Wisdom Financial, uh, you know, put that in Google or put that in YouTube or put that in, I don't know, podcast platforms, uh, you'll find us at Wealth Wisdom Financial. And if you go to uh, www.wealthwisdomf.com, P, that's financialpartners.com. Uh, and then if you do slash report, I have uh, a thing that is what we've created is five simple steps to secure your future outside of a W-2. I know we're in a world of everybody's a, uh, a 1099 and all of that. It's like, how do we build this stability uh, in the midst of this chaos world? And so we created a special report there. So go to the www.wealthwisdomfp.com slash report and get that uh, great resource. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brandon. If you did not catch that audience, I will have it in the show notes. So don't worry if you didn't catch all of what Brandon just said. Um, Just check out the show notes and there'll be a direct link there. So thank you so much again for coming on the show. And I appreciated you dropping all of this knowledge on us. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks for having me, Tiffany. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. Thank you.